0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Malachi 2 and it's a continuation of the uh, prophet talking and warning the priest for the way that they're behaving and the treatment that they're giving the Lord and not, not treating him with the reverence and honor that he deserves. Um, before we get started and before we pray, I just wanted to cover off real quick. Um, if you're following along, one of the things that I'm using, one of the, the tools, is I'm using um, Bible by Olive Tree. It's an app, and you can have it on your phone. You can have it on your computer. It's great. It's free. And it really it comes with a number of commentaries that are free. So it provides additional insight, and then you can also buy lots of books Additional commentaries, they will ping you quite often about with uh, opportunities to buy commentaries and buy additional books. and candidly, I found them very interesting and beneficial. That's where I've gotten some of the uh, Tozer commentaries or books and also f- um, just the other ones that I'm using. so with the Spurgeon and whatnot. So, with that said, just as a, and again, I don't have any tie to them. It's just what I use. And you also can then choose which version of the, uh, which interpretation of the Bible, New International Version, which is what I use. It's easier for me to understand. Um, but there's also the King James, New King James, um, English Standard, I think it is. There's a number of them that you can choose and download um, so that it's always with you. You know, like when I'm in church, I just pull out my phone, I follow along. Um, on my phone as I am listening to the pastor. So anyways, with that said, let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for your message to us. Um, It is impactful. It's amazing how you love us and how you want the best for us. And Father, I just lift up this time and I ask that you'd be the one to speak to us, that all distractions would be removed and that we would hear your voice. That I would not be part of that distraction, but that instead I would be simply you know, a, a child of yours who is moving forward with you. So Father, at this time I just lift it up. I ask for your guidance. I pray for our hearts to be prepared to hear your voice and that we would have the strength then to act on it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So one of the things I want to point out in reading some Tozer and some Spurgeon and whatnot, and I'm not going to really go through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically do some this guy's uh, paraphrase of what I read so far from Spurgeon, primarily, but also from Tozer. One of the things that that Spurgeon really talks about is, hey, you know, suffering actually was not a bad thing. It wasn't considered a bad thing in olden times. And Spurgeon is basically from the. Mid to late 1800s, so 1876 or 1860s to almost to the end of the 1800s to like 1890. Um, anyway, so his concept is is you know suffering brought about um, people getting closer to God. They actually through their suffering turned to Him, and so suffering wasn't always considered bad because God would rather have you unhappy on earth and turn to him and have eternity with joy than to have a short period on earth and burn forever, right? To suffer. Because when you do know him, you're a lot happier. I mean, I'll just tell you the joy that's, that's there because of a relationship with him is much greater than, you know, the temporary, the coming and going of happiness. So joy is really everlasting even in the difficult times. And that's the important piece to understand. And so a lot of times people sit there and say, oh, well, the the wicked, they're getting benefited. Well, sometimes the the non-wicked, the righteous, they do suffer. And that suffering can be quite challenging. But it's drawing them closer to the Lord. Don't look at it as a bad thing. Don't look at it as punishment. Look at it as an opportunity to rely further upon God. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I think, Paul relied upon God regardless of if he was in prison, if he was on a ship at sea that was under a 14 or 15 day storm, or if he was living in some wonderful home in Rome preaching to the Gentiles. So let's go ahead and get started with that. Oh, the other thing is, think about this. Jesus, God, they're incredibly um, advanced on their treatment of women. And we're going to, they're going to cover divorce here in verse 10 and I'll talk about it then. Now, and now you priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen and if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I've already cursed them because you have not resolved to honor me. He knows what they're thinking. Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. Now, this is what he's saying to the priest. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices, and you will be carried off with it. And you will know that I have sent you this warning, so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. My covenant was with him, a covenant for life and peace, and I gave them to him. This called for reverence, and and he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin. Remember this is going to be the, this book is the last time God talks to the Jews for 400 years. For the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty and people seek instruction from his mouth. But you have turned from the way and by your teaching have caused many to stumble. You have violated the co- covenant with levi says the lord almighty so i have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people because you have not followed my ways but have shown partiality in matters of the law <clears throat> breaking the covenant through divorce do we not all have one father did not one god create it create us why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another Judah has been unfaithful, a detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary of the Lord, loves by desecrated the san- sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign God. So there's a there's also the other v- Bible verse in the New Testament that talks about that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. What he's really talking about is that he's drawn the correlation here between the marriage covenant between a man and a woman and the marriage and the covenant and basically relating it to a marriage between Israel and God. When Israel brings in new religions and marries into those, those foreign gods, it's the same as a divorce. It's the same as, as adultery. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary. The Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign God. As for the man who does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord remove him from the tents of Jacob, even though he brings an offering to the Lord Almighty. God doesn't really, and he says it other places, I don't care about your offerings. He does if it's if it's done wrong. He goes, but he wants your heart to be right, so you give the best that you can for God in the offerings. That's really what he's pissed about, Um, or God doesn't get mad, but he shows his displeasure. Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altars with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring, so be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. Again, let's just read this again. Verse 15, has not the God, the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. Understand that like men back then, Hey, I want to divorce you. All I had to do is say, I divorce you. And I think they gave him some sort of a notice. And that's it. The women couldn't do it, but men could. And here God saying, don't do that. Treat your wife better. The man who hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord, the God of Israel, does violence to the one he should protect, says the Lord Almighty. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful. It's pretty powerful. Back then, again, remember, women kind of second class and here he is saying don't do that stuff you can't go and like just divorce your wife you can't cheat on her and be unfaithful jesus said similar things he was there you know god is very pro woman he's very equal rights verse 17 you have wearied the lord with your words how have we wearied him you ask by saying all who do evil are good in the eyes of the lord and he is pleased with them. Or where is the God of justice? So the priests, basically were perverting the whole concept that the evil people still prosper. And they were saying, well, God blesses them. He doesn't bless them. There's just a natural law in place. And again, suffering for the righteous is not a bad thing. Because it draws you closer to God. When were the times when you were closest to the Lord? Was it when everything was kicking butt and you were doing great? Or when things kind of sucked? I know for myself, I tend to fall away when when it's too good. I sit there and start thinking I'm the reason for it. And then I come running back, scared and crying and so sad when things are bad. So think about the way that God's talking to the to the priest here. Remember he's talking to the priest. They've had they have a different covenant through Levi with God to be the priest. The priests are all from one family, from one tribe, and that's the tribe of Levi. They have been behaving poorly, and God is not happy with them since they're supposed to represent him. So they're accepting and making sacrifices that are wrong, that are not the way that they should be, and they're telling the people things that are not true. And he is very displeased with them. So that's what this message is about. And I hope it—I hope it uh, gave you a little bit of insight, and that you have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Let's close up real quick with prayer. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that you bring us guidance you bring us wisdom that you talk to us that you talk to us in your in our hearts you talk to us in our heads and you talk to us through your word and i thank you that every day we are going through your bible i thank you that we fellowship with you each and every day i just pray that our hearts and our minds would be open to you i pray for a good day for all and that they would know you grow closer to you in jesus name i pray amen hey thanks for joining me at just a guy and his journey back to god